0: Welcome to Balm by Vianne Immer, poet, writer, storyteller, self-love advocate and all-round encourager of hearts. This is a series of my poems and prose, thoughts and candid conversations on matters that I hope you'll relate to and most importantly encourage you and help you on your journey of self-love, self-acceptance and healing. I'm a firm believer that sharing should not shame so as I share I hope that you will find this a safe space to breathe let it out, knowing you are not alone. May the words you're about to hear be a balm. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Balm. Today I'm reflecting and sharing poetry on motherhood. The highs, the lows, the um, hidden and the seen. Um, I want to share my story um and my take on things my stance on things and I I want to shout out all women in this episode um because motherhood is is just is so layered and loaded and every side of the coin deser- deserves a, a, a time to shine and a, a time for their story to be ha- heard um I'm a recovering supermom Um, I felt as though my worth was found in the children I birthed and how busy I was and how perfect I was Um, well that nearly killed me Um, and now I don't um, subscribe to the whole super mum narrative anymore I run so far from it it was a a title placed on me um, because I'd never call myself that But it was given to me and I kind of liked it because at that time I was a stay-at-home mum. So I wasn't working. I had shut down my business as a a floral designer and it was like, okay, well, I can be a super mum then. You know, I'm not a career woman. I'm not an entrepreneur anymore. I, you know, I had all these ideas and things I wanted to do on the other side of um, being a mother to young children. But at that moment... Being a super mum was just like gave me kind of a badge to sort of say, yeah, I may not do X, Y, and Z, but I'm a mother, um, and yeah, I it doesn't sit well with me now. Not to say that I couldn't, I shouldn't be proud of being a mother, but trying to be a super mother and meet expectations that are unreal um, was not a good place for me to be. So um, now I healthily enjoy being um, a mother. Um, to my beautiful children, but not at the expense of my, um, my mental health. Um, so yeah, this episode is, is literally my take, my reflections, shared to you with my musings and, as always, my poetry. I wish that I was taught the value of my womanhood um, being based on me. Just me. Just me when I wake up in the morning. Me before I was identified as being mother or wife or partner. Like, I wish that growing up, my womanhood kind of wasn't so dependent on the ultimate goal of, you know adding the titles of mother and wife to the basket but but it was and I'm sure it was for many people so when I was going through my life and it seemed like um the whole marriage and mother thing may not happen I kind of started freaking out and this like imaginary clock started ticking as though if I didn't fulfill it then I was really kind of not um I don't know I was going to be worth less it's like would I still be you know royalty a woman worthy of a crown and would my purpose still be notable even after I had children I still realized that oh actually having kids and being a wife certainly does not define and determine where I'm at on my or how I felt as a woman because I had a husband and still felt like crap sometimes I had kids and still felt that I wasn't enough um so it's with age and experience and realizing actually that is not true my womanhood does not um my womanhood is not is not based upon um whether I'm a mom or whether I'm a wife it's not based upon the, the roles and the titles that are attached to me I wrote this quote a few years ago and it said, Many women equate their value to motherhood and matru- matrimony, but there is much to be learned from the woman whose potency and fire is not determined by who they married or who they carried. And I wrote that because I was at that point where I'm like, damn, I'm, being a mum is amazing, being a wife is amazing, but I am never going to equate my value to being called. mother or a wife I must find that value in who I am even if all those roles were stripped of me with immediate effect right now on my own walking and navigating this earth as a an individual woman I am enough I hold value listen to me see me I'm not lower down on the woman scale I am I am equal um so yeah they're my opening reflections on, on motherhood. So this poem I want to read for you now is called Motherhood Is and it's like an overview of a motherhood um, from just how we present ourselves and but what a lot of us are juggling or going through and um, It's a motherhood in in all its kind of varying scales. Um, And a bit of background, I used to be a mummy blogger. Um, Happily, a happy mummy blogger. But um, I did eventually stop. Then I picked it up again, but then stopped, finally. Um, Because I didn't find it was good for my mental health. Um, What started off as a way to connect um, just became awash with too many staged photos, happy days out. Um, just perfection but then it would be a perfect photo but then with a caption sort of ex- sort of expressing maybe things that are going on in their lives that weren't so perfect and I got that but then I didn't get that and for me I don't really need to hang around too long to uh, decide whether my mental health is suffering from something, if I feel it then I'm out and uh, um, after a couple of sort of uh, nudges and and if I, if I, I don't know about you, but if I'm seeing stuff that makes me eye roll too much, makes me kind of like, kind of, not gag, but if it's just not sitting well with me, then I, I really don't want to see it. And I, I, I kind of felt it was maybe I could mute everyone. So I just felt like it, this just wasn't my world anymore. Um, and I have nothing against mummy bloggers. Like I said, when I was one and I was in the thick of it, I enjoyed it. But I just feel as though in the guise of being a community, there's still a lot of one-upmanship. Um, it It's just, yeah, it's just a bit staged and I think it's a bit dangerous. Um, and I consider myself quite a veteran mummy. You know, I'm 12 years in and I kind of have done the whole, the whole shebang. You know, I've got boys, I've got girls. I'm a mum of multiples. Like, my head sometimes hurts when I think about it because as I share a few some more of my story later on in the episode this was so not um kind of where I thought my life was going to be so yeah I hope that kind of makes sense what I was saying about mummy blogging nothing against it but it wasn't good for me and I'm about protecting my mental health at all costs so if it doesn't feel right doesn't sit well with me then I have to get out I have to get out. I don't care if I've invested money time I'm getting out. So yeah, so this poem is called Motherhood Is. Enjoy. Sometimes my motherhood is a midweek roast dinner with all the trimmings. Sometimes it's fish fingers and chips with a generous dollop of ketchup. Sometimes it's hair did, nails did, coordinated outfits with my kids, all while smelling of my favourite perfume. Sometimes it's sniffing a top to see if I can get away with wearing it again, and getting baby wipes to clean off the obvious baby sick and the rest. Sometimes it's a vacuumed living room polished dining table with scented candles flickering on the shelf but sometimes it's toy strewn, spilled milk on the rug and the scent of a poopy nappy, discarded but still in arm's reach. Motherhood is this and it's all of that. It's what's on show and certainly what's hidden. It's to judge and be judged. It's to be both envied and be the envier. It's an honor and it is a chore. It keeps you together, but often sends your sanity out the door. It's magic and mayhem. It's a community yet chillingly isolating. It's stay-at-home mum versus career mums. It's mainstream school versus homeschool. It's milestones being smashed or not yet reached. This is motherhood in all its glory. So sisters, sisters sisters can we be more sisters sister like sisterly to each other I think we need a lot more compassion um in uh in our relationships um and to people that we don't know online we judge too much we say things like if I was her I wouldn't do that oh god when I'm a mum I won't do that and then you become a mum and you realise you did just that because you do what you have to do to get by each day I was a judgy person before I had kids with regards to motherhood. I think I wanted it so bad it was like oh how come she's got kids look how she's behaving and carrying on why is it nine o'clock and our kids are still awake call me at nine o'clock and you'll find sometimes my kids are awake um that's what life does isn't it it teaches you constantly um but if we were just um, had a bit more compassion and were kinder to each other, and we saw the woman, the human behind the mother, I mean, do we never stop to think that maybe she's a recovering supermom like me? She might be uh, uh, just just have suffered a miscarriage. Maybe her relationships are falling apart. Maybe she's contemplating an abortion. Maybe she's mothering while subject to abuse. I mean. You know what if we just considered sometimes you know the fragile one, the lonely one, the depressed one, the super organized one, the recovering perfectionist one we all have a story and it translates in how we we walk and leave footprints everywhere, you know it's um we we just need to to dig in and have more open arms to the different versions of motherhood and the different stages we're all at, yes, I. Um, 12 years in on my journey and I still make mistakes and I always will because it's not really mistakes I just do things that maybe I thought were going to work but it didn't so I have to try another way but some people are first time mums some people had abusive childhoods some people you know it doesn't come naturally to and some people second guess and doubt themselves the whole way so they're really nervous and unsure mums and we really just need to hold each other really tightly and just remind each other that we are I know it's cliche but we are in it together and it does take a village this poem is called She and um, I think it just sort of sums up what I've just said enjoy She Holds her belly, praying another miscarriage is not about to happen. Counting kicks, please God, don't do this. Whereas she holds her belly, silently saying goodbye. Now is not the right time, he was the wrong guy. I'm struggling with just I. As she prepares to abort for the third time. She desperately wants to be married. Biological clock ticking, second finger from the left twitching. Whereas she sees a husband she'd run from in a heartbeat. Diamond returned, a woman scorned. Why did I let fear rush me? I was all I needed. My God, I was free. She disappears, craving space, craving solace in her own thoughts. Me time, alone time, by world just for a minute. Invisible till further notice, don't call me, I'll call you. Where is she, social media fiend? Hey everyone, I'm here, poking you, waiting for WhatsApp ticks to turn blue. Needing company, alone is scary, validation always due. Can I come over and drain you? She is, she was, she can, she can't. Let's support each other ladies, together we can get through everything divided, well, that's just another chapter to the drama. So motherhood is beautiful. Motherhood is fun. Motherhood gives you so much motherhood takes away so much motherhood is challenging motherhood is hard so it's, it's everything and uh, some days it's everything at once and some days you know you have your good days and some days you have your bad days but mothering um, and adding to the fact that you are a black mother or a brown mother an immigrant mother a refugee mother well the judgment against you is harsher so if you're a white woman, imagine how the judgment feels, and just times it by like 50. And then you'll kind of kind of get a little bit of how being a mother with melanin um, in your skin feels um, in this world. You feel watched without as much compassion. As I said, judgment is harsher. You become defensive because uh, you're tired of kind of living under the gaze that you know. i I know for sure that even my kids have less mercy because they are black. It's true. I'm not gonna infill this uh, episode with all the stories I could tell, but just trust me. Um, you know, at the school gates, I've seen black and brown mums left out of plans and the last to be added to WhatsApp groups. It's, the, you know, the other ring is real and it's all these things added on, like as though motherhood isn't hard enough and then you've got the racism. Um, that you face as a, a mother who's black or brown. So I wrote the next piece as a tribute to my motherhood, not from a place of defeat, but a glimpse of empowerment and pride that is in me as a woman, a mother who's black, African Caribbean descent, holding my head high and uh, navigating this world of motherhood my way. Enjoy. My motherhood is both black and British. Broccoli tips and planting chips. It's a fusion of stiff upper lip and rhythmic hips. It's high tops, fades and braids on kids that must know from whence they came. My motherhood is diverse. Patois with a bit of cockney, a fierce tiger mum cos my children have to be. More than a bi-statistic, more than a patronising token. Black married and in love, shattering stereotypes, my home is not broken. I was single-handedly raised by an immigrant woman who worked and got paid. She taught a motherhood that slayed, and now in that vein, I to raise. So some of you may know my um, background with regards to my infertility um, and my um, reproductive health if you followed me when I was a mummy blogger. But for my new readers um, of my work, you may not be privy to that information. So yes, I'm now a mother of many children, but there was a time when I was a woman, broken, desperate and dying to become a mother, literally. I was depressed, I was sad. I thought it was going to save my um, former relationship slash marriage, but, you know, it wasn't to be. And uh, every month it was like, is this going to be the month I'm going to be pregnant? And it just um, wasn't happening. I didn't know that I had severe endometriosis at that time. I, of course, knew I had bad periods and something was wrong, but I just thought I had bad periods, had to deal with it. Um, I was a student nurse in 2005, and at that point, I was limping around the wards of Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, which ironically, I ended up having my first two children. Um, At the time, I was a 25-year-old, broken, sad, and uh, and limping. And it was my nurse mentor that said to me, Vianne, something's wrong with you. You can't walk around like that. Go to A&E. And it was on that advice um, that changed everything because it was then that um it was discovered that I had endometriosis and I quote my surgeon her words about that it was the most uh, severe case that she'd ever operated on um because not even the scans um ultrasounds and internals um gave them an indication of how bad it was so they thought they could operate on me by keyhole but they put that camera in and were like scrap that and I was cut open um in a an operation that they call a myomectomy um so it's like a c-section scar that I have from the you know the top of my womb from left to right um so hats off to you women that have had c-sections and then had to look after a baby because that's the closest I ever got to it and just coughing and bending I mean I, I was depressed after that surgery. I don't even know how I got on the other side of it. Um I was so depressed. Um so so yes, uh, I was operated on and I was told if I didn't get pregnant within 6 months that uh, that I would have to look to having IVF because there was no chance of this this womb um bringing forth a baby in the state it was and they were concerned that after 6 months all of the craziness that was going on inside it Um, would come back Uh, at that time my relationship that I was desperately trying for a baby in for years say about five years um, was on the rocks anyway so I was like six months I don't think that the relationships going to um, last those six months in fact it was kind of dead then anyway so I knew I didn't have the six months unless I just sort of had found someone on the street and said hey you want to get me pregnant but yeah, so it was a it was a hard time for me. It was a bitter pill for me to swallow. Um because I think my marriage at that time was more barren than I ever was. Um so yeah, I had to eventually realise and fight with everything I ever had to kind of re recognise that I had to be enough without kids because I didn't see it happening. Um because that was the the plate that had been handed to me. Um so may I, if I may, encourage women who have not yet had kids. I am not It Meg. I am not God. I am not going to tell you that you will have a child. But I can tell you that um, it's hard. It hurts. It pains. It rips you at your core. I know. You cry. You're happy for people that have kids. But then you go home and you cry. You've got your names laid out for the kids that you uh, want to call them. You can see them you imagine the sound of hearing someone call you mum you feel them in your sleep when you imagine their cuddles and their little pudgy fingers and hands and you get lost in daydreams you get lost in daydreams of what it's going to be like when you're a mum so again if I just may say this um, and please take I've been there so I'm not being patronising it does get easier and cry, mourn and grieve, if it never happens. Be in all your feelings, ugly cry. Be a bit bitter for a while if you need to, just feel everything, but as you heal, which is obviously, doesn't have to have a final destination by the way, but just remember that you are still you, you're still alive, you are worthy, and you still have a seat at the table of womanhood, in all its fullness and fabulousness and beauty and no one can take that away from you. No one can take that away from you. So I'm gonna share this poem with you. It's called So Far To Get You and it was just um, just me reflecting on my journey before I became a much longer waited mother. I walked so far to get you Travelling through imaginary life stories as I slept Hoping just to glimpse you Totally knowing your names But with infertility living her best life in my womb To you I'd never lay claim You'll not get pregnant, I'm sorry to say Oh, the way the consultant's words assaulted and murdered my soul that day Rest in peace, the mama I'd never be I swam oceans of tears just to drown in my fears Waiting for two blue lines to rescue me Just a memory I'm gasping for air Menstruation, that evil bitch That river flowing, never late, never a glitch Month after month, flushing away my future When all I wanted was a babe to nurture I don't know if I'm the only one, but I, um, used to be one of those people that scoffed when women said they didn't want kids. I was like, really? Surely you're just, uh, you're just having a moment. You're bitter. Um, you don't know what you're talking about. I was really ignorant. And, um, I think cause I was only seeing it from, through my eyes, I was desperately wanting a baby. So when women said that it was so like, Oh, like how could she say that? Um, yeah but we grow we learn we mature and I arose from the sea of ignorance and started to listen to women speak um about their reasons and uh just express so frankly and bravely about their choice in a world that completely deems you a lot of times as not enough if you haven't had a child I really applauded their ability to stand in their truth and make that decision and that huge life choice that they in fact do not want children um yeah, I really respect, um, and if you if you're listening, and that is your stance, I really, um, really respect you for for standing up and and kind of like putting a hand in the face of everything that that tells you daily that you're not enough if you don't have children. It's awful. It's so reckless that that story is still being spun even to our young girls today. Um, so yeah, I'm all about just all of us having a seat at the table all of our views are, are are worthy of being listened to. I love your stories, they grow me. They they literally, um, you've given me experiences to walk in that I will never. Um, and I don't just want my work and my poetry and my writings just to be about my experiences as a, a straight black woman with six children. I mean, how alienating, how boring. I want your stories, I love people standing in their truth because I pick from your tree, I pick from your tree and I'm able to be a better writer, a more well-rounded writer, when I hear you all um, singing together your stories, it is so beautiful and um, yeah, I'm here for it and let's just bring sisterhood back into motherhood, let's not alienate each other, let's not have one-upmanship over each other, let's truly wade in the waters holding hands and let's notice when one of us is kind of starting to lose her footing let's grab each other when it looks like we're about to to drown let's not be so self-centered that we miss those crying for help let's not be judgy let's not be pointy fingery let's let's unify And just really walk walk this this life singing each other's praises. And um, yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. So I really hope that my reflections on motherhood and sharing some of my story has been a nice thing for your ears to hear today. And um, yeah, until next time, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate and give a review. And if someone you know may need the words, please share. I hope that you will join me again for another episode of Balm by Vian Immer.